excited. Here you are. All right, friends, so we are here today. Um, I will let my two guests introduce themselves in a hot moment, but I'm super excited to have them both here. Okay, go ahead and both of you tell me your names and where you are currently at. Hi guys, my name is Christina and I am located in Chicago. Currently we're in Palm Springs, but um, living in Chicago currently. Hello, my name is George and I am based out of Chicago and LA. Amazing, cool. And just to kind of give a feel for who you are, uh, tell us something that makes you smile when you do it. So an activity that brings you joy. An activity that brings me joy. Um, that's a really good question. I, I love my little community that I've built recently, Normalized Meditation. Um, I think that brings me a lot of joy. I, I lead a, a meditation session every Sunday and just having a community together that is uplifting each other and um, it's always learning from each other um, and just taking time to better themselves every day. Um, that, just knowing that that I can contribute to that kind of growth is really amazing and that brings me a lot of joy. Um, and handstands bring me a lot of joy. How about you? I think I like, so when I first came to America, I was, uh, I was born in Europe. So when I first came to America, our safe space was the mall. So um, I think one of the things that brings me the most joy is just people watching and being amongst the crowd and just realizing that you're a small part of this earth and just to be grateful for every moment. Absolutely, I love that. I have a very similar joy in malls. Malls bring me insane amount of joy, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and last question to get to know you is, what is your favorite food? I think my favorite food Oh gosh, I love a good burger. I feel like I'm always on the quest to find the best burger. Um, so I love I love burgers and fries and all the mixtures of stuff that you can do with burgers and all the toppings that you can add with burgers. So I'd say burgers, I think. So I went vegan for a little bit, so it was challenging to find my favorite food, but I started respecting people that would create a, a non-vegan item and make it vegan. So I was always on the quest to find some sort of like impossible burger or some sort of vegan cheese because they just don't have them and they never make them good. They always like give you a stomach ache. Um, that or crab cakes. I've been on a crab cake uh, like binge lately. Every restaurant I go to or take Christina to, it's always, what's the crab cake taste like? We've so. had like, Brenda, we've had like 30 crab cakes <laughs> in the past like, two months of knowing each other. I gotta so. find the best one, you know? Yeah. You guys should try to do like a, like a make your own crab cake. You should try to make your own, see what that tastes like. Maybe that's yeah. what you've been searching for this whole time. I think so, I think you're right. So now just diving right in, usually I would like ease you into these conversations, but we're just going for it today, okay? We're gonna say, what right now in your life, what do you feel you are the most successful in? I'm gonna let George go first. Before this meeting started, she's like, you're gonna answer first because I'm nervous. <laughs> so the question was, what am I most successful in or what, is that, was that the question? Right now, right now, what do you feel you are most successful in right now? So I have, I'm answering that because I feel like it's vain and I feel that it's a little bit, uh, 
I don't know, maybe I don't like talking about the things that I do well, but I will for this. Uh, so I, I, I'm in film and television, and I think the most successful thing is probably starting a production company in a town where everybody and their mother owns a production company and actually making some headway and, 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 and gaining the attention of the people that matter in that field as a new company. And on top of that, being able to act in a few television shows that I never thought I'd be in. So yeah, that's, uh, I think that's what I feel I'm most successful at the moment. I was just saying that's work-wise. I don't think that's my private life success, but there's, I think there's a difference with success. A hundred percent. That is the whole point of this conversation. Exactly. So I love that you went though to first, yeah, like your career, what you're doing career-wise, you feel successful in it. And that's awesome though that you do have that success because so often so that's the place where so many people are still consistently looking for more, for more, for more. When really it's success in every day, right? Because our big goal it's we have to find success in the journey to enable in in order to get there so that's beautiful i love that okay so christina where do you find you are successful in the most right now in this moment i think looking back at like the past year especially with the pandemic and everything that we've had i've tried to like really think about like what what does success mean at this moment um because i think i've like battled a lot of hurdles this past year and what comes for me, uh, I think personally is just um, really getting over the idea of perfectionism because I think that's been a huge struggle for me is starting something, but always thinking, okay, it's gotta be great. It's gotta be like the best thing that I've ever done. And like, I can't release anything unless it's absolutely perfect. Even with work, like, um, you know, executing on something or like going through a meeting and saying, oh my God, the meeting was horrible because I didn't say this in this way exactly. So I think like I was, I've always been like really hard on myself being absolutely perfect. Um, but I think this year I've really realized that like success doesn't mean perfect. It means taking little things like in consistently doing better each time. Um, and also just like counting your wins too, because I feel like you can always look back on like everything that you do horrible at. Um, and I think it's harder for you to look at every good in every situation and say, oh, this was a win today. Like, you know, maybe everything went to shit this week, but I know, you know, I have accomplished X, Y, and Z this week. So I think just keep consistently finding the good and also like not being a perfectionist and just being okay with being consistent, I think that's been defining success for me, at least in this past year. That's beautiful, absolutely. I think you hit on a lot of things that I talk I talk about in that first opening episode, just which is where we're gonna move to now. You have these two things that you're currently successful in and we are sending you all the good energy, sending you all the congratulatory energy because you should be so proud of yourself in this moment for being able to do that. So congrats to you both live in that success as we start we're going to start redefining success because like george said success is different in every single part of your life we have kind of been conditioned to think oh success is when you have lots of money and that's it and it's like that's why so many people deem themselves unsuccessful is because 
they think this is the one definition, I must hit it, if I don't hit it, I'm not successful, and that's not true. So I'm gonna invite you to right now redefine this definition of success in different areas of your life. So we're going to start with relationships. So in a relationship, a romantic, I'm talking romantic relationship, what, just very, kind of very brief, we're gonna try to be brief with these um, as much as you can. Just give me what a successful relationship looks like for you. So I think with past relationships, one thing that wasn't successful was communication. And as I grow old, I realize it's just so much easier and less of a pain in the ass to just be communicative and be open about what you're feeling. So if I can be in a relationship that has really solid communication, that's success. Nothing else really matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, on my answer, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's the answer everybody's thinking about. Yeah. You know? No, I think I would say the same thing too. Communication is like really big. And I think communication also comes from a place of like trusting yourself too. Like you need to like really know who you are and love yourself and able to communicate with that partner too, I feel like, to some capacity because I feel like in past relationships, maybe the reason I wasn't able to communicate as well was because I didn't, I didn't trust in myself and my, you know, ability to whatever, like the situation was at the time. Um, but I think foundationally, I think that comes from just like really having like a lot of love for yourself because you can't give love to somebody else unless you like actually truly genuinely like feel that for yourself first, mm -hmm. I think in my, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I think communication is really, really big, but I think um, just allowing yourself to be able to communicate and be open is, is a huge piece. Yeah, and I think that, I love that answer from both of you. And I think that a big part of it is when we don't have that trust within ourselves about ourselves, we lie, right? That's where lies come from because you're trying to get kind of in a manipulative way. You're trying to get that other person to give you what you're not giving to yourself. Okay, that's relationships, check. Redefining that. Moving on to work life for you. So you both are in different fields of work. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of, you know, looking back at your life, what will be success for you within your work life? Well, I think now being 24, I mean, we're, we're at different stages of our lives, of course, but for me at 24, I think um, I understand that maybe my work isn't something I'm passionate about at this very moment. However, I know I'm learning a lot from what I'm doing. So I think the first thing is like absorbing a lot of knowledge um, to be able to learn a lot of different skills. Um, but then at the end of the day, I think all of that needs to conclude to something that you are really passionate about and that you like care about contributing to. Um, so whatever skills that you're learning, at least for me, what I'm learning at 24, um, I think that's gonna set me up for whatever I am passionate about later. And I, I can do what I'm passionate about with like all this knowledge that I've learned from accumulated from the years um, to make it even better, like to society and to the marketplace and like whatever. So I think at the end of the day, like 
when you're starting off, it's kind of tough to like lay that groundwork um, and do like the heavy lifting. But knowing like what your goal is in front of you and, and knowing like what really brings you passion and applying that later on, um, I think that's that's what success means to me. I love that. That's beautiful. And because you're talking about the success of the daily success to get you to this place of passion, which is, that's the ultimate, but there's all these successes leading up to that. Beautiful. All right, George. I think I have a simple answer. Uh, growing up, there were there were jobs where you go to sleep at night and you, you dread waking up in the morning. And then when you finally find the success in quotes uh, that you're talking about, I think it's just going to sleep at night and looking forward to the morning. And pretty much that's it. I mean, I, I'm very grateful for what I do and I'm very fortunate to be in a position uh, where a lot of people are still struggling to get to. So just it's just simple. If I can go to sleep at night and be excited about tomorrow and continuously do that, then I'm successful. Yes, absolutely, 100%. That I will agree with wholeheartedly. And so moving forward, moving into family. Uh, this is something that is very different, which is I always find really fun in our different cultures. Like I come from a big Mexican crazy family and just deep love, deep connection all the time. And so I always like to know what other people's kind of this idea of a successful family looks like. You don't necessarily have to, and I'm, and I'm talking, this can be within your own existing family. This can be what you want your future family to kind of move like, have the energy of. Um, just what does a, a successful family dynamic mean to you? As you were talking about that, I, I started thinking about all of the dynamics that make families unsuccessful. So I think that's a good place to start there. Um, I think where everyone gets trouble with, with family is people try and force people to act the way that they want to act based on how they are internally. And I think that's where you really mess up. I think like for family, um, being able to accept each individual as they are uh, while still loving them is is a is a powerful thing and also like setting boundaries to like to yourself and your family with saying hey this this is who i am you are your own person you're all your own like it doesn't mean you're bad and i'm good it just means that we're different and to embrace your differences between your family um i think that's where you can really cultivate a successful family and that's just me speaking on my experience with my family because we have so much differences and i think us trying to force each other to be, oh, well, you need to be more like me. It's like, no, 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 you're your own person. You are great and amazing at these things and you thrive in these things. Let me thrive in these things. And, you know, we can find a middle ground in some area, but um, I think where you can find success in family is, is embracing them for who they truly are. Um, and I think that's really it for me. Totally. Totally. The embrace, the embracing of differences is huge. Yes. That's something. I feel like you can, you can look at somebody negatively for, for how they are because it's not exactly up to your par, up to your standard or whatever. Um, and it's easier said than done. You know, every, everybody's still learning how to, how to do that. But I think that's what would, yeah, that's what would mean successfully. And George? Um, it's a good question. I think, I think it ties 
it ties into the first question you asked about relationships. Uh, for me, it's being communicating with your family is, is something that people think just happens, but it really doesn't. And sometimes the, the closest family members are the ones that don't communicate the most. So for me, once again, just like in relationships, I just want people to talk, especially close family members. You know, if you have an issue, I come from a European family and we're really, really close. But for some reason, if there's something bothering them, nobody wants to talk about it. It's like the, the opposite, but we're really close. We live together and European families live together forever. But as soon as something happens, it's like everybody breaks down and can't, can't open or communicate. So in my personal experience, just being, being open to discuss things that are hard to discuss, um, and yeah, I'm kind of spoiled. I mean, Europeans are just, they're, they're always together, you know? So the hard thing is like, how do you answer that question when you, you already have like a great family and you're always seeing them? And so it's an interesting question to answer from my point of view, not being an American or, you know, not saying there's anything wrong with American families. I think they're, they're beautiful. I'm just, European families are almost too much. It's like that, my big fat Greek wedding movie when like, yeah, exactly. The, the whole family comes to the weddings and they all have an opinion about everything. So I think it's just organi organization too is, is another big thing. <laughs> when it's your turn to talk, you can talk, just don't scream over each other. <laughs> uh, right, right. Kind of bringing that passion to like a, a, a tangible place. Absolutely. I've become the, 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 the manager of the family. So if there's something going on, I have to like mediate everything. So learning how to mediate each person's issues and having them open up and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're saying is very common with families who are together all the time, even just friends who are together. If you're together when you're living with your roommate and stuff, like you're not necessarily talking all the time just because you're in each other's like energy all the time. So you're like, right. I don't need to go there with you. Is being able to successfully set boundaries, you know, especially for family that you're living together. Um, I know like George was talking like, not to like throw you on the spot or anything, but like for you, you get like phone calls a lot from your family and for, you know, somebody that who's a professional telling you, Hey, it's okay to like set boundaries between, um, you know, how much you communicate with your family, you know, because some, some family can overstep that and be way too much and, you know, be all in, you know, all in your space. Um, so I think it's also healthy to say, you know, th some, this is what I allow my energy with you and I love you and this is why I'm doing because I love you. Sometimes when you have like a Greek grandmother, <laughs> you can tell her that, hey, listen, this is gonna be a boundary set, but she's not gonna follow it. Like, <laughs> she'll be like, yeah, fuck it, right? I will try all these things, but it's not gonna work. Right, and that's where it comes from too, right? It, it becomes this multi-conscious thing. Like all energies, all parties have to be in agreement. And that's what makes it hard sometimes because you're like, I'm doing all this stuff to try and make it work. Why isn't it working? Well, it's everyone has to come to their own space of understanding. Beautiful definitions. Thank you, friends. So I have two last questions for you. One is, do you allow yourself to celebrate yourself daily in all of your daily successes? No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is that so hard? But it's part of like, all right, so I get what you're saying. It's a smart thing to do, you know? But for some reason, it motivates me more when I don't. And I, and I just, if I'm always patting myself on the back, I don't know how much drive I would have. But if I talk shit to myself, sometimes just just like in a gentle way 
like a be better or do this better then it, it really helps it's like a alter ego that's my friend telling me hey don't suck it really motivates me it's just it's, i think it's a personal thing i don't agree with it i think you should be more positive with yourself but it just helps fair and i think that there is a di an interesting dynamic too um i don't know how you're going to answer this question christina actually go ahead and answer and then i'll and then i'll say something I, I want you to say first go go no i i was just gonna say i think it's an interesting dynamic too there can be a difference between like a masculine and a feminine energy in the way that we motivate ourselves and you know just this feminine energy of nurturing being motherly like kind of thing that is innately within the feminine energy whoever identifies as that and um yeah, and it's interesting because, yeah, then you've got this masculine energy like, hey, the only way I can motivate myself, motivate my friends, like, hey, you you suck. Like, you know, that's kind of like that mentality that you grow with. Like, you suck, so get better. It's coming from a place of like, of, of a lot of love still. However, it can get toxic really quickly and unaligned, right? It can go to the... Right. It's very toxic, sorry. Yeah, It's like exactly. smoking a cigarette. It feels good but you know it's shit for you, but it feels good. It, it's addicting. What I'm doing to myself is not is not right. I would rather be like, and I'm not saying feminine or masculine, but I'd rather be the feminine side. <laughs> I'd rather like talk to myself like my mom would, but I've learned what works. And sometimes even people who smoke their whole life, they know that they're just not gonna quit. <laughs> they just, this is it, this is their life. Yeah, these are decisions that you're that you're making and you're consciously making. And I would also, I mean, I would always encourage to balance that out, right? Like we don't need to be like, oh, you did a great job at pooping. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not like you have to be like constantly. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, it can be that that idea of, okay, that didn't work out so well. However, you've done you've done this, you've shown me this in the past self, so let's do that again. Like, okay, that didn't work, let's toss it, let's move forward. Okay, Christina, so what about you? Um, so can you repeat the question again? Yes, so just thinking, just asking whether you allow yourself to celebrate yourself and your successes daily. Yeah, I think I've gotten a lot better at it recently, but I do find it almost like harder to be able to like accept that success because I feel like society tells you like, oh, well, if you're talking good about yourself, then you're like bragging and like you don't want to do that. Um, so I feel like it's it's almost like not accepted to do that. And, and it's easier to default to like what you're doing bad. Um, so I do feel like I have to create a conscious effort to celebrate my successes, um, especially in sales, because I will tell you, Brenda, like I eat shit every day, <laughs> like cold call after cold call, rejection after rejection, lost deal after lost deal. Like there are so many things that go wrong in my day where if I don't like consciously try to find the good in that day, I mean, I'm stressed out every day. And, and I do, like, you can ask George, like, I, I stress a lot about my job, too. So I think, like, I do have to consciously nitpick the good things um, that do help me propel forward. Like, oh, yeah, I did have a good meeting today versus my negative brain where it's like, oh, well, you know, there was this bad and this bad. And, you know, they're looking at other competitors, so it's probably not that good. I need to slum it down, down and say, hey, no, you have a good opportunity in front of you. You did that. You led a good call. So I think... 
it, it is hard for me to celebrate my wins, but I think it's literally absolutely necessary, especially for what I do to like, like note that at the end of the day, like, what did you do good? You know, instead mm -hmm. of not all the bad stuff that you do, because the bad stuff, I mean, it, I feel like it, it, it's just such something that like your brain just defaults to. So, um, I think it's harder to do, but like, it's, it's very necessary and it helps me like, it helps me, um, get my confidence to keep going forward. That's what I was going to say. It puts you back into the energetic space of, of success of like, oh, wait, okay. I actually can keep going. Cause if not, we start falling into like pits and you know, this despair. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I think I would I would agree with you. I think you're doing so well at celebrating yourself, being conscious about it. Good job. Um, so ending it all up now, let's tie it all together. I'm gonna force you to celebrate something. <laughs> okay. So I want you to think about something that you've done today. We are like halfway through the day. What is something that you've done today that you can say, I'm proud of myself for this? What did I do good today? Oh, that's a tough one. I think, um, oh, I I'll say it. It's, it's something really small, but when we were walking down the street, I took a second to, this, this sounds so corny, but I took a second to like smell the air. And I was like, whoa, I can smell the flowers and like the fresh air outside. I feel like something so small and so stupid, but like I, you should celebrate the fact that like you, you take a second to like slow down and, and just appreciate sensations that are going on mm -hmm. so i'm celebrating that today absolutely yay I'm, I'm celebrating that with you good when i woke up i went to the bathroom and i looked in the mirror and i said three things i was grateful for i love that though that is something to be successful for because a lot of times oftentimes we don't live in gratitude and when we are able to switch that and change our mindset and start attracting the gratitude mindset. It's really, really beautiful. Awesome. Okay. So that's really all the questions, all the cues. Um, I always like to say, do you have any questions for me? But we don't need to get into anything necessarily. Uh, if you have any questions for me, you can ask me. I have a question. Yes. So Brenda, being the host of this podcast, I want to know how you define success. Even though you kind of went into it, I want to know like your real answer. Yeah, my real definition of success, again, how it goes in different, different places. But at the end of the day, success for me looks like honesty, looks like heart-centered living, and looks like moving away from fear always. So those are my three kind of key things that go into every single definition. Like as long as I'm speaking from love, as long as I'm communicating honestly, I'm not trying to manipulate, change anything. Um, and I'm making every decision out of love, not fear. I am successful. So that is how I celebrate my success every day. When I'm like going to freaking eat like a I don't know, like an egg. <laughs> I don't even know like where to go with this. I don't know when I just like choices, you know, any choice that I make that is like better for me coming out of a love centered place is like, oh yeah, hell yeah, Brenda, you killed it today. <laughs> Good job, so, Brenda. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. No problem. Thank, thank you both so much.
It was super um, fun to be on this. Thank you for having us. Oh, bye, Brenda. See ya.